whatever it takes I know I can make it through A Degrassi Podcast With Kelsey and Holland too I know I can make it through Hi, and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi, the next generation. I'm Holland, and joining me today is my sister, Allegra Baker. Kelsey could not be here today, so Allegra is filling in because she lives with me, and I made her. And here I am, using a microphone correctly. Yes. (laughs) Allegra was a little far away from the mic last time, and we didn't notice until I was editing it. So sorry about that, guys. I just wanted to give you the worst ASMR. um, (laughs) ASMR? ASMR? The worst ASMR experience you know where you're just continuing by like botching up what the actual word is you're like i gotta give you the heart like you're not even gonna whisper seductively in people's uh, ears because i feel like the best part about last episode is that people had to turn their volume all the way up for me and then was like ear blasted by you and kelsey talking <laughs> or they just didn't hear what i had to say which honestly you didn't miss much so yeah I usually tune you out anyway. It's fine. We live together. (laughs) Yep. And joining us today for the most fucking bummer ep of all. Guess what, guys? We were right to be worried about what the fuck happened with Zoe last episode. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. So big old trigger warning. Yes. A giant, giant trigger warning for... Everyone, before listening to this episode, we will be discussing date rape, and it is just, it was, I, the whole time Allegra and I were watching this, we were just screaming, Mm -hmm. the whole time. Every part of this episode was not fun. Nothing in this episode was fun. Nothing. Mm. Yeah. And so, like, not only are we going to just, like, literally discuss bummer pop plot points yeah but we're gonna talk about our own feelings and what a huge bummer those are yeah um we're gonna get into it it's gonna get real and so if this topic uh brings up bad memories or it's just not something you're kosher with uh feel free to skip this one yeah don't 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 and if you haven't don't watch it it's just not a fun app it's really not and if maybe maybe let this episode Maybe if you can, like, stomach this podcast episode, let this be the substitute for actually having to watch the things we're going to describe. I mean, I don't know. You do you. You know what triggers you. But, like, ugh. I would say the only... This is one of the better... Like, one of the best directed, I feel, of Degrassi episodes that I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. I think they take a lot of care with camera direction, and they do a lot of really cool scene transitions. So I could tell that, you know, they were trying to do it justice, even with their weird, like, spotlight journalistic sort of thread. Oh, we'll get into it. We'll get into (laughs) it. Um, So I feel like Degrassi, for better or worse, does know when it's handling serious topics and does try and take that care. Definitely, definitely. Um, This is the first time that, like, a serious A plot has a serious B plot tied into it. Um, A plot being Zoe, B plot being Becky, 
C yeah. plot being Miles, and even that yeah, ties into everything it. does tie into it. This isn't like Mr. Simpson has cancer, but also we're going on a field trip. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, if Mr. Simpson having cancer was the B plot, like most of the time. But either way, it's just like they have a they usually have a bad tone issue between yeah. A plots and B plots. There were, I feel like there were a couple like tonal weirdness things in the episode, but I don't know. I don't think that can be avoided. It's like. Just when fucked up things happen in real life, like people are still living their own real lives and they're not fucked up. So, but I did appreciate how like every storyline in the episode did like was related to the main horrific thing that happened. So the main horrific thing happened and that happens in real life. So other people living their lives and not being aware of it or sensitive to it. Like, part of why that was so hard to watch is because that is what happened. It rang. It did ring very true. And, yeah, and that does make it even harder to watch because it is pretty accurate. I think that they did a good job with this episode in terms of portraying something realistically. Mm Mm-hmm. I still had, except for the journalism aspect of it. Oh, God. You will have your space for that. (laughs) So I feel like last time I was on a very serious episode, I dark humored my way through it. But but that's not what I want to do for this episode. Um, I want to take a moment and discuss why this was really hard for me to watch. And then once we start getting into it, Please go in on the journalism. <laughs> Just like your previous very serious episodes, we're not going to follow your linear, your normal linear format. We're just probably going to go in and out. Um, and I mean, fuck it. We're doing it live. Yeah, um, we'll figure it out. So uh, this episode is really, really hard to watch because I have someone that I love dearly who's gone through virtually the same thing. I would wager to guess that a lot of people know someone who has been through something like this. Yeah. And, but yeah, it's just, yeah. And part of what makes episodes like this really hard for me is that you know what's going to happen. You know the beats. Um, You've lived it. You know that um, Zoe is going to start out not really uh, feeling the the full weight of what has happened to her uh and then you know it's gonna hit her in a not cool way and you know she's gonna get judged and slut shamed and you know she has a unabashed personality that people don't like and she is a sexual person which people are going to turn against her and there's going to be dumb boys who have lived such a privileged life that they don't truly understand that they've actually done anything yeah. wrong. And then you also know it's TV where it gets to end on a happy note when in real life this doesn't always end on a happy note. And it doesn't end because this is real life now because this is something that Zoe's going to have to live with forever and will have to deal with the mental issues that come with that and the trust issues and the trust issues with her own body as well as with other people and men and everything that comes along with that. And so, you know, I turn on the episode, I know exactly what's going to happen and I just, I just want it to stop because I'm like, I get it. I know the beats. I don't need to fucking sit here for an hour 
and experience all the beats I already know that's going to happen. Um, and what makes it particularly frustrating is the Becky. Like, Becky oh. is so <laughs> earnest. That's her one character trait, right? Just painfully earnest. And you're just so scared that she's just going to make Zoe's life harder than it already is. Luckily, it doesn't i say that with air quotes like it doesn't turn out as badly as it's set up to be same with miles miles says some real shitty stuff and he's on my shit list degrassi fans like i know you like him but he's gonna have to do some big ass redemption arc not like a peter redemption arc where he literally does nothing to redeem himself (laughs) and yet we're supposed to believe he has it's just like I'm sorry, I'm almost done. I'll wrap this up, but no, just seeing all of the angles of this was very real, and I guess that was the hardest part, besides the fact that Zoe gets to show up to school at the end with a group of people who support her, um, and it makes you believe that, like, and this is over now. And I I think Degrassi will continue this, and it will make it complicated, because it's not that tied up neat with a bow kind of show which i appreciate um it just is a big bummer um that i you know i've seen it so many times in my real life that i kind of just personally don't want this in my media right now but i'm glad is in the media for people who need it yeah well said said and the fat and the and it's also hard to watch because it's also frequently in our news media and instead of ending with a an arrest at the end and a bow tied at the end and things are looking up and she has support oftentimes it's oh we're taking this to trial and he gets like a couple months in jail because he we don't want to ruin his future type of or the, or the DA doesn't believe that it would be a strong case and they don't even pursue it in court. Exactly. Or and she doesn't report it because their family pressures her. Like Luke tries to pressure her earlier. We'll get into it. Yeah, or they force her to settle over something. Yeah. Like uh, 8% of all um, sexual assault cases, less than 8% are false. And that includes people who were pressured into dropping the charges. Uh, that's a statistic from the John Krakauer novel, Missoula, a book about rape on college campuses for people who want sources. Very hard book to read, very informative book to read. Um, Sitting on our bookshelf, and I I intend to read it, but I still have not really worked up to it. It's like trying to gear up and watch The Handmaid's Tale. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would say that um, survivors of sexual assault assault are some of the strongest and bravest people that I know and I love and appreciate everyone who is a good support system for them so that's probably my favorite part about the episode was people standing up and sticking up for Zoe yes especially someone who is reputation in the show is someone who is not has a lot of friends exactly and I will say Although Miles is still on my shit list, he does start to come around at the end of this episode and stands up to his fucking basketball team. And in this moment, I was also disappointed in Dallas, who was like, we're a team, we stand by our team, blah, 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 blah. And 
But Dallas comes around. He does and come around. A lot of these groups, these boys clubs, do not come around. That's true. They double down. Um, the boy. I mean, it felt like doubling down when, like, before this basketball game, and two members of the basketball team had been accused of sexually assaulting someone, even though they didn't know who they were. Um, the fact that there was like the group mentality of like, we're not going to talk about it. Nothing's been proven. We stand by our team no matter what. And when it's like, not when they're rapists are not when rapists are on the team. Yeah. Let's not stand for that. Let's postpone this basketball game. Okay. Yeah. Um, one last thing before we do actually jump in, um, with the me too movement, people start immediately nowadays being like, well, when, when can we redeem the men? How about not until justice for the victims first? Like, don't come to me with Miles gets better. Miles yeah. has a chance to redeem himself until we get to we get to figure out Zoe's shit. Like, that's not my prerogative. I don't. Get, I I could give a shit about Miles right now. I could. Yeah. I could give literally <laughs> nothing to Luke and whatever his oh fucking face is. He can he can rot in jail until Zoe is living her best life, and then we'll fucking consider it. Anyway. Anyway. Also, okay, so I, I guess, I guess I'll read the Degrassi wiki. It's not going to be accurate. I will tell you that much. What um, else is new? <laughs> luckily, it's very short. Um, the Degrassi wiki description is: rumors of Zoe's drinking prompts Becky to file a report about teen girl and alcohol when she discovers a video of Zoe and two strangers. After making a false allegation about Zoe's assault. Becky attempts to set things right. Much like how it's like the episode description of this also made the fatal flaw that Becky made in this episode was that we assumed that this was about motherfucking Becky when this has nothing to do with Becky. This has literally nothing. Becky sticks her fucking foot in where it does not belong. Yeah. This is none of Becky's business and the entire time... I was like, I know Becky's heart is in the right place. But like... But this... No. She is on the verge of causing twice as much trauma to Zoe. Honestly. It's... You're... No. Also... We can get into it, but... Wildly inappropriate song. Oh, yeah. I was just about to... (laughs) I was just about to hop into... I'm not I'm not going to play it under this. Because it is so wildly inappropriate. It is... Dare I say unbelievable that we chose this song for this episode the episode is called unbelievable which is a 1991 song by emf it's the one that goes you're unbelievable oh and it's like i understand like literally the title of the episode maybe would fit like oh my god unbelievable i can't believe this happened but also this is an extremely believable situation in our society which is unfortunate but true that I also still don't fucking appreciate the title of the episode. <laughs> I actually think that if you divorce it from the song, it's a sort of very good title because it's, oh my God, I can't believe that this happened in our t- little school yeah. that's totally had no previous drama. Honestly. But also, Zoe is an unbelievable um, 
witness or not witness but you know what i mean she, unreliable un- unbelievable account unbelievable. because right. she is the party she girl and yeah the whatever and you slept with drew and it's like everything is working against her when something legitimately horrible happened to her that's true and and she doesn't actually remember what happened to her so especially to her it is unbelievable because she doesn't have any recollection she had to learn this information secondhand. exactly which oh my god the way that information is like travels in this episode oh it just makes me so mad i hope you wrote more detail about what scenes were happening because my first uh notes are no i fucking knew it and i don't remember how the episode starts i wrote oh no i hate this because the episode starts with zoe waking up in the pool house without her clothing on under a blanket and frankie just walks in like oh the cleaning lady said you were in here like they full-on knew that zoe was back here and just like fucking left her there until the next morning yeah and she like comes in with her twin brother with like a tray of breakfast and she's like showing her photos from last night of her being really drunk and they're talking about like is this when they talk about the sing-off? Also, there's a Degrassi sing-off in this episode. Oh, this isn't something that's been, <laughs> that's been you know, foreshadowed? No. I, I thought this was this something the, that must have been happening. No, <laughs> this is the first we have heard of the school having a Degrassi sing-off. So, I don't know. It's horrifying. We all know what happens, but everybody else doesn't know what has happened, who are in this pool house right now. Everyone just thinks Zoe got drunk and stupid and like that's kind of it nobody thinks anything horrifying happened like zoe wakes up and she's naked and she sees her bikini bottoms on the other side of the room and she's like this is scary weird and so that's that first little seed of something <laughs> something, something bad, bad happened yeah <laughs> um but anyway i don't like it <coughs> My next, and then the title starts, and I put in Becky has a very green dress. I wrote that too. And I don't think we need to do fashion police. I though. mean, I wildly enough, <laughs> not a lot of notes. Um, I did want to mention that last time I was on this uh, show on a much more boring, but <laughs> wow, I miss boring. It was now. the last episode. Oh God, was it? <laughs> oh God, you do this all the time. It's all melding into nothing. But Connor was was wearing an all green outfit, and it was exactly this green. Um, okay, but fashion notes and like, this is wildly off topic, but I don't know if you already mentioned how Tristan has uh, bleach blonde dyed his hair. Yes. But I have always like been like, okay, this is such a classic gay thing to do to bleach blonde dye your hair. And literally today I was sent a text message linking to like out.com talking about how heterosexual men have suddenly started bleach blonde dyeing your hair. Charlie Puth, Chris Messina. Zach Efron. Zach Efron did it too. Yeah, Adam Levine did it forever ago. And I'm like, this is fucking confusing to me because <laughs> I see a man with bleach blonde dyed hair and I'm like, that is a gay. <laughs> I'm like, are these Hollywood types uh, trying to send signals? Because that is the only thing bleach blonde dyed hair, like, conveys. You know, you just had a big breakup. You want to do something different. Or, you know, you're just gay. (laughs) (laughs) And the article was talking about how, like, this um, cultural appropriation by the streets of bleach blonde dyeing your hair and how, like, blonde has always been sort of associated with femininity. And so... 
gay men do it to sort of like combat toxic masculinity and i'm like this is what tristan is living right now <laughs> and also he's on the basketball team <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's on the basketball team did you miss that episode <laughs> meanwhile like i read the wiki for this season um so i knew all of the spoilers so at this point i was trying not to let holland in on who zoe's attacker was but i did say he luke they casted someone who looks like a rapist. Yes. And gave him rapey hair. <laughs> no, I hate it. I'm sorry. I hate he that I'm looks, laughing. No, we... Holland, darkness... Laugh through the pain. La- laughter is all I have right now. Those are all my fashion notes. But he looks... He has super villain hair. He does. Like... He is a super villain. Like also, about... Also, I think... On Luke's second, like, screen time appearance, I think I screamed at the TV, it was fucking him! And I just kept screaming it until it was confirmed. This reminds me, do you remember in the ninth grade with in gym class when they separated all the boys and the girls and boys got to do tumbling and yes. we had to do, like, rape prevention? We had to do self-defense classes. Yeah. Which... Oh, my God. We can dive into the fucking <laughs> horrific uh, mechanics of that. Um, oh, my God. Boys don't need to learn about how to not rape people, but girls, the girls need have to learn, to learn how, how to defend themselves raped. against yeah. being raped. But, oh, we kind of watched the dumbest <gasps> video. I was going to say, in the dumb videos telling you how to, like, watch for rapists and attackers, they cast the most conspicuous-looking dudes. And it's not always... The dudes who look like they're going to get you. Yeah. Like, Luke is for sure someone you should keep away from. But it's like, early in this episode, Winston and Miles were an option. And I'm like, yeah. It could be anybody. It could be anyone. Like, I have been lucky enough in my life to only survive very minimal contact from men in terms of sexual assault. Um, and I say that like lucky. Yeah. I same. I like, you know, there's only so much you can do because I'm sure there are times where it's been close and I've had no idea. Right. It's just someone decided not to be terrible to me one night, whatever. Mm hmm. And it, when it has been unlucky for people that i know it is very much often someone who like looks like winston or looks like miles or whatever like it can and a lot of the times it's somebody who you know and yeah. someone who you thought you could trust and they manipulated your trust with that fact and betrayed you yeah so i guess I don't know. I don't know if this is something that's a knock against Degrassi or a pro for Degrassi, but I guess it's just worth noting that they're all not going to look slimy and gross like Luke. Yeah. And to some, and Luke just looks slimy and gross to us because maybe with some personal biases we have against like the character. The character. And he's been terrible this entire time. He has been terrible this entire time. But to some people who maybe don't know him or, or like to like a like a someone 
who goes to that school who's never talked to him before and just is like, oh, that's the cute guy on the basketball team. Like, And I don't want to slam the actor. Yeah. <laughs> the actor was doing a job. Yeah. I'm not trying to like say this. <laughs> They're like, the casting call was for rapey looking people. <laughs> like, it's like the guy who played Rick. The yeah. guy who played Rick did a very good job. He was amazing. Um, But like... Don't ever want to put what Rick did on that guy. Same with the guy who played Joffrey uh, in Game of Thrones and the woman who played Skylar in Breaking Bad, even though I don't have Fucking a problem with Justice Skylar. for Skylar. Okay. Like, guys, rewatch the show. She was right the whole time. You're just sexist. <laughs> <laughs> and manipulated by TV. Anyway. Um, anyway. Um, Becky. Becky. So then we're with Becky, who... Wants to do a news thing on teens and alcohol. A bad mix. And then she says something like, Girls have to know that if they get drunk, they're responsible for their actions. And I Ugh. hated it. And, and again, again, it's as we kind of later learn from her reactions to things. It is coming from an extremely naive place from a person who has never been drunk before and who has probably been just like fed this kind of secondhand judgy information yeah. from peers. As but, someone, it's, but it's just, oh, it's still it's, not, it's still not easy to watch. Still not cool. As someone who never drank in high school and was very much like I was raised on very special episodes and believed them wholeheartedly. <laughs> like I was proud. I was, I could think I, I could solidly say I was probably a Becky in high school. I, and I had my reasons, you know, we, there was, a, uh, don't want to give too much information. Uh, um, don't triangulate. Uh, <laughs> one of my very close personal friends, like I was super hardcore sheltered, uh, ignorant about all things. He got addicted to ecstasy. So, you know, those are two very different worlds and you just assume that all drugs are bad and all substances are bad and you don't know what they are and you really don't understand what they do until you experience them yourself. And when you're that young and you see someone like go through a hard time that are that is tied to substance abuse, when you're that young, you're just like, oh, well, all of that is bad. So I should stay away from that and everybody should stay away from that. Or all those bad things that happen to my friend will happen to you, yeah. will happen to me. It's She's young and sheltered, and I give her huge props for when someone says, no, this is something that could totally happen to you outside of your control. She's like, oh, I didn't know that. Like, she'll yeah. take that. Becky, she didn't start out like this, but she continues to really grow as a person. And she is very open to hearing the other side, I guess, or she's open to all forms of information because she's really just kind of operating off of what she knows. And when she doesn't know something and somebody informs her, she is usually not a resistant person and she doesn't double down. She's usually like, oh, oh no, I had no idea. And I will pivot now. I will now have, I now have this to take into account which I really appreciate and I really like that about her character. But it also makes it really hard to watch when she is being naive about something that she doesn't really know about when you just want to like jump in and be like, Becky, no, we're trying to jump in on her journey. 
She's, yeah. We've all been at point A at some point yeah. in our lives. And exactly. That's she is. Exactly. Like, not everybody can know every single thing mm-hmm. all at once automatically. Like, we have to learn and grow from experiences, and we have to make mistakes, and we have to question our beliefs, and we have to question, like, information that has been presented to us. We have to evolve as people, and I love that we have a character like Becky to illustrate that, and I think even though Becky's actions made me very angry just at the situation and the way that things were happening. I'm not angry at Becky for not knowing a thing. The difference between ignorant and stupid is that ignorant can learn. Exactly. Anyway. Becky um, wants to make a Degrassi TV uh, PSA. About, about teen drinking and why it's bad. And Imogen's like, teen drinking. What? I mean, I guess. And I'm like, Imogen, object more. <laughs> yeah, object more. Um, and so that's going to happen. And I don't know. I don't really care about Miles and Maya's relationship. They're like, Maya's still mad at him for like the party. And Winston fucking chaotic neutral (laughs) this whole episode. He's always chaotic. He's always chaotic. But like, uh, Miles is like, here's an expensive gift. And Maya's like, I don't want it. And Winston's like, I don't know. He kept like backing up Maya with zingers, like like shitting on fucking Miles, Miles, his best friend. And I'm like Winston with the zing. And then he's like, he's like, why are you mad at me? Like you can't stay mad at me. I won't be able to play basketball if you're mad at me. We have a game coming up, and it's like, are you fucking kidding me? And Miles? Maya could give a fuck. <laughs> I could give a fuck too. No, yes, yeah, I could not give any fucks about this This is why i like maya because uh miles is like hi you're not mad at me right because i'm not mad at me anymore (laughs) (laughs) i forgave myself and maya's like no fuck you i'm still mad he's like but i bought you a present um all of my father figure uh teachings have told me that if you just buy a woman a gift she'll forgive you and maya's like you're a fucking idiot get fact yes so. and winston's like yeah you are <laughs> because maya knows that her integrity is worth more from the shitty knockoff tiffany box yeah it was like brown wasn't it it had like a brown ribbon okay i couldn't remember and i'm just like i bet you it's another heart-shaped piece of shit thing <laughs> probably um because miles guess what just because you're sorry doesn't mean someone has to forgive you yeah yeah Oh my god, I don't care about them. Especially when you... And Maya says this. I don't know if she says this in this scene or the next scene. It's like, you don't even know why you're sorry. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it must have been here. Um, but then we're with Zoe, and we find out that she is going to sing Olivia Newton-John for the sing-off, Let's Get Physical. And I'm like, oh no. I was actually very surprised that she didn't get like bullied over the song choice because it is suggestive. Well, as far as anyone knows, Zoe's just on brand. That's, I guess that's true. But I'm, I am honestly shocked that people weren't like, uh-huh, let's get physical. She would choose the song, but, but, but like something like that. I think what's kind of interesting and maybe a little fucked up is that Degrassi made that choice very consciously knowing that would be the connotation, but instead of having any like Degrassi extra say it, they made us the audience say it and think it. 
we're part of rape <laughs> culture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God. Anyway. Um, Keisha comes in to the room. So Keisha, um, Zoe, and Frankie are doing the sing-off together. And Keisha comes in late because she got held up defending Zoe. And then she show. Is this when we find out that the video of Zoe that was filmed by the Predators was posted on that, like, website, The Watcher? Is that what it is? I thought we found that out from Becky. But I'm not sure. I don't remember. But it's like, um... There's a video of her. Going I don't think around. this is when the video comes to Zoe, though. This this isn't when we find out about the video. I oh, think there's just, just more photos. photos. No. Oh, Keisha. Do you know what it is? Keisha says, um, "They said that you slept with someone." Oh yeah 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 yeah. And, oh yeah, and she's like, and Zoe is in hardcore denial. She's like, "I would know if I had slept with somebody." Like, no no no, that didn't happen. But you can tell there's like just a twinge of doubt in her brain. So what happened is, like, she said you did something with a boy. Like, really showing that they're 15. Like, you've done something with a boy before, so that means it's more believable. Like, he, she was like, you know, sex. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're so young, they're 15, that it's, like, awkward for her to bring up. And Zoe, you know, very defensive. She slept with Drew because she thought they were in love and yeah. probably sensitive. And she's just, like, doubling down on, you know, her fake until you make it confidence of, all right, who here has slept with someone? That's right, me. I think I would know if I slept with someone. Get over it. Let's practice our song. Yeah. Just being like, right? Like, that's her That's her convincing herself, herself just as much like, as Frankie I would Keisha. know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, there's, like, a basketball practice thing. Their basketball team is going to help Miles, like, with a grand gesture. I don't care. Um, Police would not do that. <laughs> like Miles comes back to ball practice, back to ball practice, and uh, Dallas says first incorrect thing number one is, "Oh, is Zoe is or well, who's his girlfriend? Is Miles still mad at you?" First of all, they don't give a shit, and Miles is like, "No," and he's like, "Well, did you buy or something?" Okay, that's maybe something a boy would say. Um, he's like, "Yeah," and it didn't work, and then they're all like, "Well, we're all gonna help you win her back," and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> Would not happen. What? And also would not happen the way that they do it. You know what they said? They At said the they off. said we can we can wait on practice <laughs> basketball practice to help you with this. I'm like, no, that would not happen. Are you gonna do like extreme hardcore weight training today? Where's you Mr. Just really Armstrong? Want to get out of Where's it? Mr. Armstrong? Like they're gonna do like burpees marathon, and they're like, actually, you know what? Your shitty thing sounds way better. That's my headcanon. Because there's no way that they would be like, whoa, bros, our bro is heartbroken. We need to help his get his lady back because we are invested in this high school relationship. The boy would probably would ask one of her friends to help him do it. Yeah. Or like one of his he other was, female friends. He help. had more than two neurons firing at the same time. He might think of this he might like just go to tristan and be like help me you're gay <laughs> well also he's friends with that's Maya. fine that's fair they're best friends <laughs> that's what I you're both of those things uh, i'm giving miles his deep voice <laughs> when he's more like i'm miles <laughs> i'm a 15 year old boy <laughs> 
doesn't sound like him at all. It's not heard damn mile. But that's how it feels. It feels truer to be like, because he sounds like dumb caveman. Ugh. Yeah, that's my impression of most boys <laughs> and me. <laughs> Holland has two voices. <laughs> this is boy voice. And this is girl voice. I get the dumb voice when she tells stories. Fun fact. <laughs> hey, man. Stop gendering my voices. <laughs> you do this to yourself. I have never dictated except in this one very specific instance. <laughs> I'm on my first page of notes. I want to get through this horrendous episode. I'm just trying I to I tried deflect. to skip over that scene, and you were like, no, let's That's because I had something it. to say, reclaiming my time. Anyway, <laughs> ew, Luke has super villain hair. Becky is too sheltered. Luke is a tool. No! Those are my next four notes. <laughs> my next notes are... Becky assaulting people with her camera, asking about alcohol. Girl. <laughs> okay, you need to get into... All right, set the scene. What is Becky doing? And what is literally everything she's doing wrong? We're... We're in front... It's lunchtime. We're in front of the school. And she's going around with her camera, asking children to tell her about what they are like when they drink alcohol. Girl. Why do you think anybody is going to talk to you about this? Nobody here is 19. Nobody here is legally allowed to drink. Nobody is going to talk about this on school property. I don't know if you're allowed to ask these questions on school property or air them on a school news station. What are you doing? Names and faces. Claire! Yeah, Claire. You, you had a drink? And she's going like, are you fucking... She's like, is this for school? And she's like, uh-huh. Like, then I've never drank in my life, Becky. Goodbye. Like, are you, like, Becky, you're earnest and naive. I get that. But are you so fucking stupid as to believe that, like, you don't, you can't be, like, like, hide their faces, dis like, disguise their voices. Like, you want to be a journalist? Have you seen? Protect your sources. Like, have you seen a news before? <laughs> Um, and then she goes over to Luke and is like, nobody's talking to me. I've tried to interview 15 people and nobody's, everyone says they don't drink. My story's not going to work. And Luke is like, they're lying to you. No one's going to say that they're going to, that they drink on camera. <laughs> also, all these people are at that party. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Drew is dead ass 19 years old. <laughs> he probably can. Like, and has drink. a viral video, Degrassi viral video of him being drunk, being like, oh, it sucks. <laughs> God. And she's like, well, I mean, he said he hadn't had any before, so I guess his word is true. Yeah. And Luke has a weirdly fucked up... Well, it's like Luke says one thing that makes sense, um, which is if you have evidence, confront them about it, which is a real thing journalists do. But Luke is like, he took it like an evil way, which is don't let up. Yeah. And Becky is just like, that means I should get into Zoe's face, shove photos in her face, and demand she talk to me, which is like no. the TMZ school of journalism, <laughs> I guess. I guess. Oh, my God. Um. Anyway. Then we... This Is this where Luke shows Becky the video of Zoe? 
Because it doesn't my, show it to her. Because I say this is a crime. Do not put this on crime. Do not put this crime on TVs. Like, no, no, because I have a note about Miles before I say, you, I hate this video. Okay, so I must have not written notes for a couple scenes. So then we're with Zoe, who confronts Miles about the party. And she's like, the last thing I remember, I was with you. You have to tell me what happened. What happened at this party? And I think he's like, you were like drunk so Winston and I put you in a pool house and then we left you alone and it's like yeah that was the great thing to do that worked out great don't leave drunk girls alone oh my god like she goes did we have sex and Miles are like are you fucking kidding me like quiet your voice my reputation yeah yeah it's like this is not about you uh anyway then I don't remember what's happening. I wrote, Becky, this is a terrible story idea. And then, you, I hate this video. But I don't remember how the... Did she get sent the video? Yeah. By the watcher or whatever? No, I don't think the watcher sent this video. It was just on that website? Someone... Okay. Becky must have talked to someone. Is it... Has she shoved her camera in Zoe's face? Not yet. Because... I don't remember what happens, but... Somehow the video of Zoe I feel filmed like by her attackers gets in gets front of Becky. Out? Yeah. Okay, so here's the here's my memory and you should sort this out. Um Becky confronts Zoe with a camera and the Instagram photos. Being like, What did you do last night? What is this? And Zoe's like, fuck off. Is that later? Because I'm like, you cannot, like, this is a crime. So Becky must have been shown the video somehow. Um, It's a couple seconds long, and it's uh, Zoe very drunk. Dudes are touching her, and she's saying, do you think I'm sexy? And she's very, very very clearly out of it. Very drunk. And so Becky is like, this is my story. I think Becky gets shown the video because then the next scene, I think it's the next day, she shows Drew and he is rightfully horrified and worried. He's like, oh my God, what the hell is that? What happened? And then and she, they, she must have confronted Zoe already because then Drew has to explain what blacking out while drinking means to Becky. And then she's like, oh no, I didn't know that that could happen. So she didn't know that this was happening to her. That's fucked up. Yeah. And then she's like, this is my story. And I'm going, no. And then she decides to try to figure out who did this to Zoe when it's like, no, you should take this to the police. But also, you should talk to... Actually, I don't know if she's shown Zoe this. No, she has not shown Zoe anything. anything. She only confronted Zoe with the Instagram pictures being like, why are you so so drunk all the time? Blah, blah, blah. Like, you're such a party girl. But not that that mean, honestly. Um, But it's more like she's, like, confronting Zoe, and you can tell that Zoe is starting her spiral, being like, well, I didn't sleep with Miles, but, like, something happened, and I don't remember anything. And then suddenly Becky has a camera in her face asking her about her actions. Yeah. Um, But here's the thing, uh, Becky. Um, It is not any of your goddamn business. You don't, you don't have, you don't get to make this your story, because this is not your story. This is Zoe's story. This is her life. So if you want to do the right thing, I guess, like, let her know. Talk to Zoe. Like, like, show her that this is happening. Like, Zoe doesn't even know that this video exists at this Z- point in time. Zoe needs support more than and ever And you can't right make now. this story without her consent. Like, someone, 
like Becky sits on this video, takes photos, puts up a whole evidence wall of Zoe's unconscious body. It's horrendous. And she they never talk again, pretty much. They never talk until the end of the episode. And it's like Becky knew about this video long before Zoe did. And I think that's really fucked up. And then she just starts like investigating and going around and asking people yeah, at she's, school. She's like, telling people about it yeah. and Zoe doesn't know. She's spreading the video to other people who didn't know about the video. And like, and Zoe doesn't know. Like Becky is creating more awareness of like the evidence of zoe's assault and she's just spreading that around the school it's like wildly irresponsible it's so irresponsible and i just i don't i don't understand i it's like why why isn't the first thing you do is talk to zoe about this and there's a dyed hair girl who is very much like um, this is clearly a horrific act that has happened. And I'm like, thank you, dyed hair girl. And then, so then Frankie gets sent the video while she's with Zoe. And then Zoe finally sees the video. And it's horrific. And she's traumatized. And she doesn't and remember she doesn't it. remember it happening. And she says that with her friends or who she fucking thought were her friends. Like, I don't remember this happening. And she's visibly shaken. Um, And then we're with Becky, who got sent security footage from the party. Somehow someone got a hold of that. And then they see, like, Miles and Winston bringing Zoe into the pool house, which we already know, like, they did that. And then they, like, went away. Like, we as the viewers saw. We as the audience know that they didn't do it. We at least know that Miles went immediately to Maya's house. That's true. Yeah, we know Miles. But Becky immediately goes, Miles and Winston are rapists. And And she makes all these assumptions. I'm like, I'm sorry, girl. This is circumstantial evidence. Yeah. And it's like, you cannot go to the police. Like, you can go, please go to the police. Yeah, go to the police. But you can't go to the police being like, I know for a fact these two people did it when you do not. Yeah. Like, you can go to the police and say, hey, I found all this information that could be useful to you in this investigation that you should be doing that I should not be doing because I'm a child who shouldn't be doing this. And, like, luckily that, like, all this evidence, even if she's like, I have a theory and a hunch, the cops would corroborate everything and cops would know that this is circumstantial evidence. Yeah, it's just so irresponsible. But I mean, I'm going, like, you need to fucking report to the this. police. And I... Um... Oh, God, my next note is this is embarrassing. So this might be the... Oh, this the, is the singing. Like, in a, they were back to the Degrassi sing-off. Like, when I say this is the worst part of the episode, <laughs> I don't mean this is the worst thing that happens in the episode, because clearly not. Yeah. I mean, this is the most tone-deaf, ironic, uh, pun intended, <laughs> uh, moment of the episode, in which fucking miles and his tone-deaf basketball buddies sing a doo-wop like love song to maya as like a grand gesture and honestly like if it weren't for the like smiles on people's faces i would say this is probably the most accurate high school thing it's like a bunch of dudes with who put in the minimal amount of effort to do something who think they're way cooler than they are uh, and sound terrible 
to like impress a girl. Like if the entire audience looked dead eyed and were even like booing or like laughing Laughing? and pointing, being like, what the fuck? (laughs) It would be probably true to the high school experience. But something that makes me, I know that this is important for the plot, but I don't think is in character is that Maya is like, Ah, this works. This works. This works on me for some reason. I'm like, this would not work on Maya. Miles has not learned his lesson. He's just singing at you. Terrible. Dallas is doo-wopping and I hated it. I'm like, they just really did they just really didn't want to do basketball practice today. That's all I'm saying. And they got a 9.8 from the judges. It's Claire. Like Claire (laughs) a big romantic gesture. True. Claire's drama. Yeah, the point eight is because the other two judges were like zero. <laughs> I just yelled. Bring down the address. I am so sorry, <laughs> headphone users. I am so I just full on yelled zero. You've into kind the mic. of been yelling the whole time. I have two modes. Whisper <laughs> from across the room or Armageddon voice. I'm sorry. Um so that atrocity happened. And then Zoe goes up with her gals singing Let's Get Physical. And I have to say, when they were practicing, they actually sounded super good. But they don't sound And they sound really bad on stage. But Zoe starts having flashbacks of the video. Because we needed a public forum for Maya, or sorry, not Maya, for Zoe Zoe to have this revelation, which is fucked up. And she has flashbacks to her assault. During the song, she's traumatized and she like stops in the middle of the performance and she can't do it and she runs away. Becky follows her and they're like, you're supposed to be filming this trash singing competition. And she's like, there are more important things I need to do. And I'm like, oh, she's going to go and comfort. It's not about you. I thought like, oh, she's going to go comfort Zoe because she's clearly upset. But instead she goes to Simpson being like, we need to film my story and make Zoe's trauma public yeah and simpson goes what, what the, the fuck <laughs> no he's like are you are you joking we're not gonna put this on the school's news network and she's like we need to report and she's this like nobody takes me seriously why won't let anybody tell my story why won't anybody let me tell this story and simpson's like I take this information very seriously in that we need to go to the motherfucking police, Becky. This isn't about your news story. Like, it's they not work a, so hard on it's it. It's not about you, Becky. <laughs> oh, Becky. It's not about you so, improving yourself as a journalist. Like, a young girl was assaulted. We need to help her. Like, Becky is, like, so close and yet so far from the mark. <laughs> like, she thinks that if she tells the whole story... Everyone will come to the same good, proper and conclusion and justice will happen. Yeah. No. You need That's not how the, the world works, unfortunately. Call the police. Oh, my God. Um, but thank God fucking Simpson is finally involved and he calls the police because obviously. And, and then he goes and pulls like Winston and Miles out of class. Because, with the cops. Because... And what Becky said and all the stuff that they have. And listen, the cops are not known for their sensitivity on these subjects. Um, 
you know, there's a lot of cops referring back to the book I mentioned, uh, Missoula. There are a lot of cops who believe uh, very falsely from a really misleading and bad uh, report that 50% of rape victims falsely report. Um, and, oh my God. And there's the mentality of, I'm going to assume they're lying before I assume they're telling the truth. And so that's why often cops can sort of re-traumatize people who try and report. Um, but these cops were very just getting to the facts. Yeah. They didn't they put were in very their own neutral. biases. They were just asking questions. And then Winston pulls out some timestamps and proves that it was not him or also, Miles. I will say it was weird that the cops were just allowed alone with children. Yeah, I was like, where's everybody's parents? I'm like, oh, maybe hashtag maybe it's different in Canada, but I'm pretty yeah, sure they would need so. at least need a parent. Although, I mean, yeah, I feel like Simpson should have, if, especially if they were at the school, I feel like Simpson should have also called the parents. Although, as we have also seen in our society, like minors have been arrested and taken to the police station. And it sometimes takes a long time for parents to get there. And in between the times of the parents getting there and the lawyer getting there, or like kids not really knowing that they are allowed to be like, I don't want to talk to you because I want a lawyer. Like that's how sometimes in a, like the period of time where a lot of false confessions can come out because that is also a real, that is a real fucking thing where police are trained to like hammer down on like weak minded people who, if you're trapped in a room for long enough, you start to believe you start to just get the mentality of like, I need to get out of here and I need to say the thing that will get me out of this room. If I just tell them that I did it, I'll get out of the room. And then because I didn't do it, the evidence won't show that I did it and everything will be okay and everything will be proven. And that's how a lot of false confessions come out. And that's how a lot of people get like falsely and wrongly tried and charged with crimes sometimes. Also, cops uh, very often will be like, I have a theory and I'm just trying to prove my theory right. Exactly. Like they're not, they're not trying to be like, let me get all the facts and then come to a conclusion. It's more like, and like, let me prove my bias. Yeah. Anyway, that doesn't happen. <laughs> uh, Winston is able to um, pull up the remainder of that security footage and verify that he and Miles show up uh, like 10 minutes later or like during the time that like I think it showed like we put we, we put her in the pool house at 10 15 or I think or I think it, like it compares the timestamps of the Zoe video to the timestamps of the security video and shows that there's no way they could have been inside the pool house and you know like let's pretend that they take all this and to the police and they analyze it and they find out that these timestamps are not falsified. Like, exactly. Let's presume that's what happened. Cause the cops would like verify this. Exactly. They wouldn't take the 15 year olds word for it. Yeah. But Winston and miles are cleared and Becky feels so, so guilty. She's like in tears being like, I'm so sorry. I legitimately thought that they did it. And I hope she gets a lesson in, um, false accusations. And then we're at a student council meeting and everyone, but I think also during this questioning and analyzing of the video, we see that we can tell that the people, the attackers in Zoe's video were wearing like Degrassi basketball windbreakers or something. 
So we have a pretty good idea that the people who assaulted Zoe are on the basketball team. It occurs to me that in the last episode when the party was starting, we were introduced to that scene in a dark tunnel with two faceless Degrassi boys and Degrassi sports windbreakers walking a keg into the party. We were? Yeah, that's how the party opens up is we see the backs of those jackets. face Like, we never see the faces of the boys. It's all dark and they're carrying a keg. Whoa, I wonder if it was them. That's spooky. Like, who is directing these episodes, <laughs> man? Fucking through lines for days. Um, but... So then we're at a student council meeting and we're, everyone's debating about whether or not to have a pep rally for the basketball team in light of recent events. And Claire is very much like, I don't think it's appropriate to have a fucking pep rally when two members of the basketball team assaulted a girl on our, at our school. Let's not do this. Okay, thanks. Bye. Kind of hard to be peppy. Yeah. Um... And there, but there are people who are like, what? No, because Degrassi never has events. Oh, God. <laughs> also, nobody cares about pep rallies, um, except for the like people on the team. Um. Anyway, then uh, I say, and everyone, then I think Becky sees. Does she go to Zoe? Everyone ignored Zoe. Please take down the wall. Oh, my God. I hate... We need to take down this fucking wall. Oh, right. That. Yeah. 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 Um, Zoe's wall of evidence, where it's just images of Zoe's unconscious body and, like, you know, those little strings and... Yeah. And, and like, it's like, potential suspects. It's, it's like... You you can see kids in the hallway. Yeah. And so if you can see kids in, in the hallway, glass room. they can see in. Yeah. And it's, like, just Becky and Drew and Imogen just staring at this horrific wall i don't remember who she's talking to but she's like i'm so sorry i like caused all this mess la 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 i'm like you shouldn't apologize for bringing this stuff to the police because you needed to do that to begin with um but then and then okay i don't really remember what happened this scene. Oh i just know God, we need to take next, down the wall but the then we're in class and miles and winston are like celebrating and dancing that they're not do they say pros? they Right on in chalk on the chalkboard, Miles plus Winston equals NP, which means not pervs. And then they do their celebratory not pervs dance. And like, they like, we're cleared. We didn't do it. Because they clearly do not understand the gravity of the situation. Nope. And because they think this is just guys being pervy. Yeah. And then Maya is not happy. And, but she's focusing on the wrong things and she goes, not going, oh my God, how could you be doing this horrific dance when a girl was raped? She goes, what were you doing with Zoe? Like, why <laughs> would people think that you had even done this? Like, were you with her? Lol. It's like, girl, no, you're focusing on the wrong thing. You're mad about the wrong thing. And I did not like that. Um, <sighs> And then I don't remember what happens next, but I also wrote, I wrote again, Becky, this isn't about you and you should let the police handle this. I think she's still trying to figure out who did it when it's like the police are work like, okay, whatever, fucking investigate. Oh my God. I hate it. When, when, um, yeah, I, 
I wrote, I still don't appreciate them investigating without Zoe's consent. Yeah, exactly. So they basically pepped, they energized themselves up into being like, well, if Winston and Miles didn't do it, we and need to figure out it? who did. And I'm like, this is not your fucking battle. And I'm like, if you, like, do you know who, who fucking would have a say, should have a say in whether or not, like, there's an investigation? Zoe. Zoe. Like, the police. She does not go to Zoe at all. Zoe didn't get to call the cops. No. Zoe didn't. Zoe has not been an active agent in the own investigation for her sexual assault. Like, she is, like, people are keeping her in the dark and for no goddamn good reason. I don't understand. Becky. And I know, again, we said this before, she just doesn't fucking know. But what Zoe should be getting is support and love and care right now. And Not people. A say in what is happening. Like, I absolutely believe that people need to be investigated and taken to justice and for um, survivors to have justice and closure. But, you know, a lot of people don't want to go to the police right away because it's just too much. And it's like, that's what should be most important right away is that the people who are the most deeply affected by it, they get the care they need. And Zoe has barely even started to accept that this has happened to her. She like just felt, she just like realized it for real, like five minutes ago. It's, ugh. And we cut to her at the doctor and I think it's, it's very real medical talk. Yeah. Um, the doctor said, she's like, listen, um, oh, the doctor visit really fucking bummed me out. I don't think they did a rape kit. It looked like they just did like a pap smear and investigated the area. Um, because a rape kit should happen like immediately. Um, and that requires a lot of, that is also like a, a physically and emotionally taxing experience for someone who is just assaulted. They have to take a lot of blood. They have to get really deep inside all of the places and, you know, it's not always great. She's um, been tested for STIs. They've, but they mentioned done that an exam. it's yeah. like there's no obvious sign of pregnancy or infection, and we've tested for all the STIs. But um, something that everyone should know: general information that like HIV can take up to three months to appear. Um, a l pregnancy takes at least two weeks, and all of these other STIs like. Um, they could immediately after an assault, which like within one week, it's like some of this stuff could be there. They just don't show up. The only thing that would immediately show up is like an, an infection. Yeah. So like the doctor says that there's, def there's definitely trauma. It doesn't sound like it doesn't look like there's a uh, penetration, but something happened and they won't. Uh, if, if she had come in sooner, they would have known. But that's just the way it is sometimes. Yeah. Um, so she'll have to. Like, just because all these tests are going to come back negative doesn't mean they're negative and you have to keep coming back. You have and to come back in, like, three months. And we'll, yeah. yeah. And it's, like, HIV and AIDS, it's, like, it, it takes minimum three months for things to show up. But, like, you're not in the clear until, like, at least a year later. Like, this is why doctors recommend you get um, tested if you're sexually active every three months because HIV can show up, like, three to six to nine. Like, it can be dormant for a really long time. Like, all of these diseases, like... Half the people have HPV but don't know because no one like has symptoms for it. It's like all this, <laughs> all this medical information that um, seems sort of trivial, and this might be like a really common information right now. But it's like if you were sexually assaulted, suddenly this is your reality, and it's like you want to try and like live and forget and just be chill. But it's like, oh, I have to have my six months checkup because this thing happened to me, and I need to make sure that I don't have a disease. And just another fucking. I mean, I'm glad they showed her going to the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, we also, that also happened with Darcy too. They showed her going to the doctor, which I, which was good. Um, it's all, it also in general bums me out how many times we've had this type of storyline on this show, but it also is realistic, which is also a goddamn bummer. But I will say, I think Degrassi has always done a pretty good job at handling this subject matter. If you notice, so it's like of the big, I guess, eras of Degrassi, the next generation. Generation one was Paige. Generation two, I guess, was Darcy. I guess Darcy. Was there a generation three? Something kind of happened with Jane. It was more of a recalled memory right, thing right. that is related to that. Yes. And then I guess is it, this feels like Gen 5 more than Gen 4. Oh, God. If we're forgetting someone, I'm going to feel really bad. But um, who, who, who was in the last graduating class? Um, Fiona, Holly J., I would say they're generation fours. They're part of that. I don't know. Anyway, anyway. there's there's usually a plot like this in all of the major like chunks of classes. Yeah. Uh, because this is happening all the time. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, then Zoe like shows up to school after the doctor, and Frankie meets her outside, and she's like, "Let's hang out out here." And not go inside. And Zoe's like, what's going on? And she's like, people are mad at you for getting the pep rally canceled. And they think that you called rape because of what happened with Drew. Because because of what happened when, like, her mom called out Drew for statutory rape. And then we found out it was consensual. And remember, that whole thing happened. And Zoe justifiably says, like, I didn't, I didn't fucking cancel the pep rally. Like, no one's been asking Zoe. You know, people are calling the police without asking Zoe. People are canceling pep rallies without consulting Zoe. Everything is happening Zoe. to Zoe. She has no agency in anything that is happening right now. And yet now. she's still getting all the blame. And Exactly. And then Frankie... And, and then I, for one brief moment, I at least hoped that Frankie was like, let's not go in there because you don't need that. We'll just hang out outside. But then Frankie's like, well, it sounds true to me. I'm a horrible friend in person. It's just like, it's, I'm, again, I want to try and give people the benefit of the doubt because they're all children and sheltered, especially Frankie and Miles, these like stupid rich kids who have never really had problems where it's just like, Frankie's like, well, I don't know anything about this. I only know what I've absorbed from culture and society and culture and society has taught me to hate women, especially (laughs) young women. Mm -hmm. So it's like, well, I don't know about sex and I don't know about this. And it's like, well, you slept with Drew and sleeping with people makes you a slut. And like, even if she doesn't really think that it's sort of what, you know, is implied Yeah. when, you know, what we're sort of socially taught and have to unlearn. And I think it might also even be part of like, you don't want to believe like part of your brain doesn't want to believe that something bad actually happened. Yeah. It's so much- you want to assign an explanation and a, is a more easily digestible thing to this thing that happened so you don't have to worry about it like it's too it hurts too much to think that this happened to you so it's more convenient for me to like to think that you're just doing like this is just an attention thing yeah which is awful but is definitely a thing that happens um but then 
we're with Becky and company. Also, and- sorry, very quick sidebar. Um, if it weren't for this really fucked up and gross five year rule law in Canada, that would be statutory rape. What Drew did to her, <laughs> like, yeah, this fucked up Romeo and Juliet ass bullshit. Like, this is. I'm like, well, this was a law made by men. <laughs> like this was this was a law made by men who want to have sex with children. It's like the like the laws in like 49 American states where you're legally allowed to marry a child if they get parental consent. Like that's how you traffic children and that that's legal. It's legal you guys. Like nah, that was like, Drew fucking lucked out. Yeah. Yeah, because honestly I don't even, yeah, the question of consent in that situation is also extremely hazy and gray and like, it's like, would Zoe have done that if she hadn't felt desperate for his attention in that moment? If she hadn't wanted him to, like, I don't know. And it's like, and again, it's like when her you're that, mom is the one who called the police. And if you're that young in that situation, like how much can you even have sometimes uh, yeah i yeah no uncomfortable with it, that entire situation as well it's like these are such like big things on people who have no experience with how big they are it's like you like to you and i sex is no big deal like there's a level of responsibility you need to have for your own like physical like uh safety in terms of like stis and pregnancy and whatever but like when you're in high school and everything is new and everything is the biggest deal ever and you're still learning about who you are and everything and it's like you're incredibly emotionally vulnerable if you happen to be a girl who has lived a weird sheltered child star life and has no friends and thinks she's in love like that's an that's an emotionally vulnerable place and i know we talked about this or you talked about this but drew's like well i'm sad and sex makes me feel better yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's not really recognizing the whole picture. Yeah. Um Great. But then we're with Becky and company and Grace walks in and is like, Guess what guys? I'm the watcher and then she comes in with a plan. They like Have we they, even like, really talked about the watcher? So okay, so the video drops off like some weird a lot pervy of the site. Party pics are posted on this like the watcher site. I don't know, it's like a blog. So, it's like a blog. I thought it was a bad thing at first, but it's like it's trying to be vigilante justice where it's like Becky gets a security video about Winston and Miles taking away Zoe that was sent to her by the watcher. Yeah. You know, all the basketball team is labeled as rapists on a blog because of the watcher. It's like very like hardcore vigilante justice girl. And it's her. Which Um, again, I'm like good intention, horrible plan. Yeah. Like I understand, but again, it's like, how about instead of putting this shit of Zoe online for everybody to see? And for these videos to be up forever. Because once you put something on the internet, you can't take it back. It's like the 2001 website in which we housed all the evidence for uh, like George W. Bush's war crimes. See, that's taken down because no one gives a shit. Just ch- child porn? That. That's a functionally what this is. That'll be up there forever. Yeah. Anyway, it's Grace. And they, like, came up with an idea to mine the security cams for, like, 
pairs of basketball boys who hung out together or something, which I'm like, that doesn't sound like a good plan to me, but okay. Yeah, this sounds horrific and terrible and like something that would not hold up in court. Yeah. Where they're just going to like text pairs so of boys they, on the basketball team. They find team. the pairs and then Grace comes up with the idea to text one boy from each pair. I know what you did last summer, basically. And then wait to see who like reacts to it which or could, something. Which it's, it's like, what if someone had their first gay experience with their fellow, you know, basketball I member? Said, like, I know what you did to Zoe or something. I, don't know. I think they were more, a little more specific. I'm just saying, them, this is but the like, dumbass. It's like, a, it's uh, Miles is going to buy a necklace and write a suggestive note to his dad's campaign manager <laughs> and see her react. Like, why is this, this like, the second so time we've seen this that plan? Could go wrong with this plan that I am shocked that it went it went the way that it was supposed to. How does to? this plan keep coming up in the show and continue to work? That's what I want to know. Anyway, oh my god. Then we're with motherfucking Miles and hey, Zoe. Uh, Cody, can you please fucking at me and let me know uh, why you like Miles? Or when he will get better? Um, He goes up to Zoe and he's like angry with her. And he's saying... I need you to tell Maya that nothing happened between us because she's mad at me. And Zoe is basically like, that's not my fucking problem and walks away, right? Well, she goes like, are you fucking kidding yeah. me? And Miles is like, oh, like you're being so selfish right now or something, something like that. He's making her feel like shit it's because it's other horrible. people are spreading rumors that like they uh, had sex and Zoe's like do you have any idea what it's like to know that something happened to you and you don't remember and then she's like you were there you left me in a room by myself well he's like this she, is partially your fault yeah so she's like do you have any idea what this feels like and he's like that's not my fault I didn't do anything and she's like you did do something yeah by not doing something by not like staying with me making sure I was okay like sending me home like by doing nothing by just letting a drunk girl be alone in some sequestered room at your house you're partly responsible fucking you let this happen bystander yeah the german people who watched people get shipped off into concentration camps it's like you're culpable you're culpable yeah yeah and i was like fuck yeah zoe tell this motherfucker I'm very just sorry. It makes me want to curse. I'm very sorry to bring the Holocaust into this. Yeah, I, I was, was thinking of the bystander effect when people were in that apartment building and everyone heard someone screaming and getting murdered, but nobody called the police because they didn't want to be involved. Yeah, groupthink is powerful and for fucked up. Anyway, Miles, you selfish ass. Tell him Zoe. Of course it was Luke. Yeah, yeah. And then we're in the hallway and we hear... We're around the corner. I think, is it Becky and... Dyed hair girl. Grace. Mm. And we're around the corner in the hallway, and we hear some blonde child who on the basketball team, like, come up to Luke and is like, I got this text message. Like, who did you tell? La, la, la. And then it's like, oh, obviously it was Luke and this other child, I guess. And then Becky is like, no, 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 no. This can't be happening. That's my brother. I need to talk to him. I need to figure this out. And and I I do feel really bad for Becky in this moment that, like, she has to confront this horrible thing that 
her twin are they twins i think so that her brother i don't know i don't know if they're twins but her brother has done and then she goes and finds him and asks to borrow his phone and then she snoops and she finds all the photos and she finds the videos and it's horrible and she is traumatized and she's watching the videos literally five feet away from him and i'm like run I know the whole time Allegra was like, run, run, run to the police. He's going to take the phone. He's going to delete all the things. Run, Becky, run. I dead ass thought because like he catches her and she has the phone and he's like, give me the phone. I thought he was going to overpower her, which he easily could have taken the phone and deleted all the evidence. And And that's not what happened. Luckily, that doesn't happen. She goes, she takes it and she like holds it up and is like walking away slowly. And I'm like, bitch, he's going to take that phone. (laughs) And Luke just, he's like, whose side are you on? And she's like, I don't know yet. And, and he just she walks away. And I guess Luke was like, oh, she'll come around? I don't know. I was expecting something much more nefarious to happen out of Luke. Yeah. Well, something nefarious has already happened out of you Luke. You know, so I, ex- I expect him to be worse because he's shown that he can be terrible. Yeah. Um, And it's just such a fucking bummer. Like, Becky does a lot of dumb things in this episode, but this girl has had a rough fucking year like True. my god how the year started uh anyway i don't know it's, i don't know what time of year it is because there wasn't a dance to I let me know <laughs> i think it's like after winter break time now basketball season's after winter break yeah basketball's like winter i don't know sports. <laughs> um but then where was zoe who's like boxing in the gym Channeling her rage and her feelings, which... Let's get physical. Yeah. And then Luke comes into the gym. He's like, I need you to stop telling people I did something wrong because you wanted it, okay? We were just fooling around and having fun. And Zoe goes, that was you? Yeah. She's like, oh my God, it was you. Um, No, we're not doing that. And And she's like, I don't even remember what happened. He's like, exactly. So why can't we just forget what happened? And, and she's like, and he's like, I'll just deny it. Like, who are they going to believe? And then he's like, if we just both pretend it never happened, then we can both forget about it. Like some enough has happened. Like no need to ruin everyone's my life. My life. And then she's like, are you fucking kidding me? What about my life? My life's already ruined. You've already ruined my life. You don't get that fucking luxury. Maybe that's a little bit of me coming through. Yeah, she doesn't. Because you see that fucking heartbreaking look on her face being like, wow, we can just forget about it. That'd be great. Ugh, it's horrible. Like, she's still just processing. Like, again, Zoe doesn't get to, like, find this stuff out on her own. No one goes to her. I mean, I guess this is... But it's this like is the she's first just, time she's getting first-hand information. But again, it's like she's being, like, accosted with all of this new information and immediately gets, like, bombarded with, like, questions and, like, uh, accusations and the, can't we just forget it? Like, come on. Like, you're being wrong by making a fuss about this thing because it's inconvenient to me. It's like she doesn't get a moment to take a breath or to even really, like understand what is going on or process anything it's just very uh, every time something she gets new information it's just like rapid fire here's this thing now also i need you to react to it and do and just like i don't know it's and also just other very... people have already known it's like in these in sexual assault cases it's very it's like people are always trying to take control of the narrative and take it away from the survivor but 
Zoe doesn't even get to try and be the head of her own justice. No. She doesn't at all. Everything just happens to her in this episode. And it's extremely powerless and really sad. Um, Next is Shut Up Tristan. And then... Oh, thank God we're almost done. <laughs> and then, yeah, I wrote Tristan shut up about the pep rally because I think he's, I think we're in, this is when they're locked, we're in the, lo- eh, I can't speak. We're in the locker room before the basketball game and everyone's like, are you ready to go? And Tristan would be like, I'd be more pumped up if we'd had a pep rally. And it's like, Tristan, shut the fuck up. And Miles says, Tristan, shut the fuck up. Yeah, basically. And he's like, I'm not pumped at all because... Some people on our team did this fucked up thing to Zoe. And Dallas is like, hey, man, we got to stick together. We're a team. And I'm like, no. Because they're like, we don't know that. And it's like they were wearing basketball yeah, like, jerseys. Yeah. Like, and then and then Miles is like, fuck this. I can't play with this team. I can't play with people who did this to Zoe. I'm walking out. Peace out. Bye. And then he walks out and runs into Maya. And she's like, sorry, I overreacted or something. And they make up and then Miles they, also is like, no, I did. Yeah. They both are like, we were wrong. And then they see Zoe. And I think he's like, I walked out because I couldn't play with them. And then they're like, we should go make sure that Zoe's okay. And I think so they go up to Zoe and they're like, how are you doing? Are you okay? And then and she's like, I'm she's fine. Like, it was... She was like, I'm going to go home. They're like, are you going to stay? And she's like, no, I'm going home. And then, like, over in the distance, she sees Luke, like, flirting with Frankie. And she's like, oh, fuck, no. Well, they were like, well, are you okay after what happened? She's like, nothing happened. Everything's fine. Like, she was starting to... Oh, yeah, she was starting to be like, we're going to pretend that nothing happened. And then she sees Luke being skeevy, and they're like, really? And she goes, no. And she goes up to Luke... All right, you take over. Well, she goes up to Luke, and then she's like, hey, every like everyone's in the hallway, and she's like, hey, everybody, I have an announcement to make. I don't remember. She basically oh, she calls she's like, Luke. you want to know who my co-star was in the video? Yeah, it was fucking, fucking Luke. Luke. And, and, and he's like, no, she's lying, blah, 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 warmer. And then, like, there's no evidence. There's, like, a whole, and then Becky comes. I think there's, like, a fight is starting to break out or something. I don't remember what happens, oh. but Zo- but Becky like grabs Zoe. I think Zoe goes to try to start attacking Luke, and people start intervening, and Becky comes in because I think I remember Becky like hug like grabbing Zoe and hugging her. I think her. Miles jumps in to hold Luke back, yeah, like Miles and maybe Dallas or something. And then Becky's like, "I have evidence. I have his phone. I have the videos. I gave it to the police. I have proof." And it's horrifying, and it's really sad, but like the truth is out. Becky called out her brother, which could not have been an easy thing to do. Um, but the pers- the people who were responsible for this have been called out. And then we see Luke getting arrested. And then I, I guess the- it's the next day at school. Zoe comes to school. And Drew, Claire, Maya, Miles, and... Tristan and or in Dallas, I don't yeah. know if Tristan is there or not. A crew, a crew greet her. Drew has coffee for Zoe. Everyone is there to be her entourage to make sure nobody gives her any shit. And they're there. They're going to be her support system. 
Oh, I, I think Becky's there too. Or no, then she like goes over and hugs Becky. And she's like, I didn't know that he was your brother. That must have been really hard. Thank you for doing that. And I definitely teared up at this part when yeah. she and Becky were hugging. If Becky's and intense blind justice led to this, then I'm glad. Yeah. And then the episode is over. And it was a... It was a... It was an episode, guys. It was a hard one to watch. Um... And we talked a lot about it. It got a nice long episode out of us, out of this horrific subject matter. Sorry. Um, I don't know if we are going to do the segments. Spirits while Captain Zoe, I get. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's no Becky ship. at the end. Becky also at, had at to the do end a really specifically. Hard thing. Yeah. Oh my God. Ship. No, okay. no, we're not. <laughs> I don't give a shit. No, I don't give a shit. Luke in a jail cell. Okay. Okay. <laughs> God. We're mentally crumbling. Yeah. Um. Uh, we're not gonna do grapevine because I think we're all mentally drained, and I don't know if we want to go into tweets right now. Um. But thank you for being on this episode with me, Allegra. It was a tough one to get. Through. I mean, the options were you doing it alone <laughs> or me being there. Me ranting alone by my lonesome. You know, she does that by herself all the time. <laughs> this time there would just be like a microphone. Uh, and a gosh. specific subject, I guess. Yeah. Um, recommendations. Are we doing that? I mean, Missoula by uh, yeah, John Krakauer. That's a good one. Uh, if you want something that's not a huge bummer. I'm almost done reading Stardust by Neil Gaiman. That's a much more pleasant and nice fairy tale book. I've been reading I've been reading the Crazy Rich Asians trilogy and I've been enjoying it. Yeah. That's also good. Um Also, don't feel bad for going back to your life and you know listening to like my brother my brother and me after this because shit sucks and life is hard. So, you know, take a moment to allow yourself to get back to equilibrium and continue your day. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you, yeah. I hope this doesn't bump people out for the rest of the day. Watching that episode bump me out, though. Uh, anyway. Anyway, thank all of you for listening to this. Thank you to Jay for our wonderful theme song. Thank you again. This was a very special episode. And that's all that we have for you guys today. Love you guys. Stay strong. Bye, Panthers.